Well, hello, and it's episode five of I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. I'm Heather. And I'm Kara. So I ran across an object in our house, and this is the inspiration for today's topic. What toy, an object of amusement that was specifically made for children, did you see or have when you were little that was supposed to be fun, but actually terrified you? Now, are we talking stuffed animal? Are we talking... It could be anything. I have two very specific ones that jump to mind for me, but do you have any that leap to the front of your head? There are a lot of toys from my childhood that brought joy. There's only one toy that jumps <laughs> to the front of my brain, the frontal lobe, so to speak, mm-hmm. that was terrifying over a period of time. Maybe not terrifying, more creepy, disturbing, uh, that you have nightmares about. There's only one. And I wonder if we're thinking of the same <laughs> thing. And it was a doll. It's got legs and arms and hands and it's got eyeballs that don't blink. And He's, the, the doll that you're thinking of, um, he kind of almost looks like a marionette. Yeah. And it is creepy as hell. And it used to sit on a bookshelf with its legs and its arms dangling over the side. And I kid you not, there are times where I thought its legs were swinging. Or its head and its eyeballs. It's like the ghost pictures in the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland that follow you no matter where you are in the room. Yeah, no, not okay. No, I thought uh, we got rid of that, and then somehow it turned up a couple weeks ago during quarantine. I'm like, it's like, it's like my version of Chucky. That's what I imagine. Thank you for bringing this up. I have nightmares for the rest of my life in this house. Thanks, Heather. In a Seinfeld episode, when Jerry and Kramer switched apartments, Jerry Jerry's trying to sleep and he hears rustling, and he sees in the corner Kramer has a marionette or um, a, a ventriloquist dummy that's called Mr. Marbles. <laughs> and so when Jerry's trying to sleep and he hears rustling sound, he's like, Mr. Marbles. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What, well, is the, what is the what's the toy that brings you sheer terror? <laughs> There's two, and they probably shouldn't. Um, so the first one I think is kind of a cliche. Uh, it's the old timey Jack in the Box. Oh, where the box is made out of some sort of metal, and there's a musical box that's connected to the hand crank. And it's like a countdown Pop goes to, the weasel. to terror. Yes, it's the Pop Goes the Weasel. And so I, why I would continue to play with it, I have no idea. You know, and, and to be fair, <coughs> uh, you also did not like going, you went to the circus once. 
And we never went again because of the clowns. <laughs> Whereas I loved the circus. It was great. I've been to Circus Circus in uh, Las Vegas, and I had a wonderful time. I'm not going to say I don't like clowns. I'm going to say I don't like the Jack in the Box. And when I say Jack in the Box, I don't mean the fine food franchise. <laughs> with, with the seasoned curly fries <laughs> right. and the two... And the, two uh, and the 99 cent tacos. tacos. I mean, are you kidding me? I think they're I think they're over a dollar now. Oh. I don't think they're 99 cents anymore. Aren't they two for, two for 99 cents? I don't think so. I don't think anymore. And then they came out with tiny tacos, which, monster tacos. Uh, which I never got to try the tiny tacos. Um, the, and then there's the monster tacos as well. And I enjoy those tacos so much. But, I, but anyway. I, I think the Jack in a Box that the, you're talking about was a very old, like almost antique Jack in a Box. And the Jack in a Box uh, clown that was inside was like the it clown and that's that's what i remember so, so i would remember would i think anyone. i liked the little musical box that was in there i liked the sound of it and so but to hear it you would summon the clown within right and so i kind of remember cranking it very slowly which even made it more ominous because you knew he was coming as it counted down. So I would actually kind of press my hand holding the lid down. Trying to keep the demon inside the box yeah. doesn't work that way. No, either. no, it doesn't. Have you ever seen my stories by Supernatural? It doesn't work that way. No, I don't watch those things. Because they're terrifying. Yeah, exactly. There's even an episode about clowns. No. Most people skip that on the DVD. <laughs> on the box set? On the box set, yeah. Oh my gosh. And then the other toy that was supposed to be fun for all were the little tiny mechanical puppies that they walk, walk, bark, bark, walk, walk, bark, bark, and then flip and do a backflip. So I got one of those as a present when I was little and I did not know all of its skills so we turned it on and it walked walked and barked barked and so i was really close to it because it was so cute and i was so excited and then it flipped and hit me in the face oh my gosh so now i'm terrified of those things but now i have dogs dogs are great we, we love no. dogs no it, but toys that may surprise and jump at your face i'm terrified of those little guys and they're so cute I They're like not seeing, scary. I like seeing those at the swap meet, and they have them in the little box. Oh my so gosh! They don't walk yes. away. Swap meet is ground zero for the little walk, walk, bark, bark, flip it, dogs. It, it is. It's the battery operated toy. Sometimes some of the variations they have tiny sunglasses. They They, do. they might have a little hat. Yeah. They come in different colors with spots or just just cute. But speaking of. Uh, battery-operated toys. Let's get away from the creepy and the scary. Let's go to the joy uh -huh. for battery-operated toys. Um, <laughs> would be Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, my gosh. Now, Teddy Ruxpin uh, was a bear. It had a cassette tape that you would plug into his back 
And no, it was, it was built in. It was built in. But you could switch the tapes out. Mm-hmm. And the bear would blink its eyes and the mouth would move to go along with, with his the dialogue. Not just the story. It, the mouth would only move for his di- lines of dialogue. So if there was a narrator or something like that, his mouth wouldn't move. I still believe it's one of the best inventions in the toy arena. I mean, how incredible. And you could read along with the story. Yeah. So uh, you had a little buddy, Teddy Ruxpin, was reading the story with you. Yes. So you could do a read-along without anybody. You just needed to know how to put in a tape. Yeah. And select the correct book that corresponded to said cassette tape. Oh, my gosh. And you were off to the races. It was so good. My second favorite battery-operated toy as a child was also a read-along story. Pick your own story. Don't press the red button. Oh, that's called a talk and play. And that was by Play School. That was the best. It was a big white, almost like a... uh, It was almost like a, a piano keyboard. It was like half the size of that. And it had... Different different color is the primary colors um, on the as as big buttons, and there was a space a flat space where you would put the little book, and then of course there was a tape deck where you could put your cassette inside. That was the best, and I still to this day, I don't understand how it was kind of like a select your own choose your own adventure choose your own adventure. And I don't understand how the tape knew, based on which button I would press, that it'd be like, yes, no, yes, yeah. no. And I'm like, how does it know? <laughs> I, I'm I was sure a someone... very small child when I would play these. And they had so many different adventures, so many different book options. And then what was great is that the, the player also was like a holder for all the books. Yes. Open there the was container. storage. Yeah, it had a storage. It was a and so all the books and all the cassettes fit inside as a single as a single unit. Mm-hmm. So there was one with Grover from Sesame Street. Yes. And if you remember Grover, part of his character was that he would very easily get frustrated. Like me. And, and if he got frustrated, he would scream and yell. It was so relatable. It was just like, oh my gosh. And so the, the title of the book was Don't Push the Red Button. That was his only request during this whole adventure. And that is a very valuable lesson to learn <laughs> in life. When someone tells you not to press the red button, it usually means that pressing the red button... There are serious consequences to that, like so, launching something. <laughs> yeah, danger. Danger is usually associated with red. So, but what would happen was he would, he would have a puzzle for you, and the answer to the puzzle would be one of by pushing one of the other buttons, like green or yellow, blue, etc. And he always said the correct answer to the question is one of these buttons but whatever you do under no circumstances don't push the red button and of course at some point you're like what's going to happen if i push it and and so you push it and he has a conniption fit 
he's screaming at you. I give you everything. All I ask is not to push the red button. And we thought it was so funny. We, and you would just, let's just go piss off Grover. Like, <laughs> how many times can I press the red button and he's going to lose his mind? Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. And I believe the payoff at the very, very end of the book. No, no, I thought he painted the whole page red so you couldn't oh, oh. see it anymore. Oh, that's right. Oh, you God. can't see it. You can't push it. <laughs> Please select any other color. Oh, oh gosh. It's so great. It hilarious. It delivered every single time. Again, I don't understand how he knew, but he was so relieved. The the sa the sigh of relief when you would select a different color it was like oh my gosh oh, it was so funny so great and then so then um there was another one um, that had all the Disney characters and they went on a camping trip do you remember this one no. so they went to a like a lodge so it's Mickey Mouse it's his little nephew but it was scrooge mcduck it was donald daisy Dewey. all Dewey and Louie. yes it was goofy um it was clarabelle cow i think like all the old school characters they had all come together for a camping retreat and so they were doing all these different activities that you would do when you go camping and so each page would have a puzzle and so one of the puzzles was scrooge mcduck were in charge of packing the treats, the desserts, to take for everybody to take with them. And he wanted each bag to have one of each candy. He would count them off and you had to select the right pattern. And I just remember him saying, licorice, 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 candy cane, candy cane, gumdrop, gumdrop, lemon drop. And you had to remember the order that he said it in. It was kind of like a match game. Yes. Again, I don't understand how it knew or didn't know whether or not you got it correct. Because I think each candy corresponded to a color. Yeah. The thing is, is that for you listeners out there, if you don't know what we're talking about, you're, I, I think you'd just be utterly confused about, it's not, this is pre- computer chip yeah this is strictly a paper book with a cassette tape with buttons and i don't understand how it works but yeah they did several different books old-timey fairy tales that they, no one had the copyright to there, there was, was one about robots i don't know all of them were just i mean i i i will go as far to say that if you could find a complete set of a talk and play, and I'm talking all the cassettes, the all books. the the paper books, and a working unit, and you have a kid, buy it. Because it's hours and hours of entertainment. All you need is batteries. Two of the big, what's the big bet? Yeah, two <laughs> double D. <laughs> it might have taken more than that. I Yeah. It's possible. Worth it. Worth it. But next battery toy that I remember was a Furby. It was like the same mechanism kind of as a Teddy Ruxman, but the 
Furby, the big thing was like, oh, the more you interact with it, the more it learns. Yeah, because you're supposed to talk to it like a human child. Yeah. Because at first, it only makes sounds and motions like a newborn baby. And the more that you talk to it or sing to it or read to it, the more vocabulary it learns. And then the end result is supposed to be, I guess, an AI for a small child that you could talk to if you were alone. I mean, on one hand, it's kind of like an experiment, like when you were at school with the egg. This is a AI version that... If your Furby didn't learn how to communicate with you, that meant you were a terrible parent. So, going back to the, the school. So, at my school, uh, yours too, we had the egg. And it was a hard-boiled hard boiled egg that you took care of as a baby. Now, I've heard some other people say they had a sack of flour. Which, I understand the sack of flour is more of the weight of a, of a real baby, you know, it's, it's... Of a newborn baby. Yeah, you know, for care, the physical... Yeah, so I understand that, but our school did a hard-boiled egg. And I remember... Well, if you drop it, it, it breaks. So, and the teacher signs the egg, so you can't switch out the egg. And, well, at least mine did. I don't know if yours did. Did she signature... The egg? We colored the egg. Oh, okay. We colored the egg and decorated the egg in class. But we, the experiment didn't really last that long. We didn't take it home with us. I'm pretty sure it stayed at school. Well, that does, seems like neglect. I, yeah. How does that work? I don't know. So for me, the teacher signed the egg, so you couldn't switch it out if you broke it. And I, cre we created a little bed for it. We created did a cute little habitat for it and I drew a face on it and all this stuff and somehow I friggin broke it but I didn't completely it was just cracked and so at home we did a little paper mache to put a cast on it like a diaper yeah to cover the crack I don't remember what grade I got do you remember your grade? No, I don't even remember. Exact. I don't even remember how we took care of the egg, because I don't remember having to carry it around. I I don't. Yeah, I think the only the only thing you had to do was not break it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It. I you know what? Maybe the fact that I don't remember. Maybe I failed. I maybe do, I broke my egg right off the bat. I do. It, it is entirely possible. Gentle is gentle and finesse are not really words. <laughs> That I would describe my behavior in demeanor. So I would think that I would be the kid that like dropped their egg like in the first hour. And was like, ah, well I'm out. I mean, I get to go outside and play kickball. <laughs> I do remember that one kid came back and he didn't have his egg. <laughs> you took it home and stuff for the weekend or whatever. And so everybody comes back to school with their egg and this one kid doesn't have his egg. And they go, and the teacher's like, where's the egg? He goes, I put it in the fridge and my dad ate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An all-week-old egg? Oh, should we call? Okay, but we're going to talk about now the ultimate tape deck. 
toy that will never be dethroned. I'll give you a hint. Credit card? You got it. Talking about Home Alone 2? Lost in New York. The talk boy. That's right. That's also how he records his uncle in the shower. <laughs> Remember, this is only audio, people. There is... Oh. <laughs> Get out of here, you little creep. <laughs> oh my gosh. The talk boy was the wildest invention any of us had ever seen. It was so fantastic. Not only was it a tape deck where you could play the hottest tunes that you bought when you were at the mall, slap that in there and listen to your music. As a Walkman. That's right. But you could put a blank cassette inside and you could record anything you wanted and you could manipulate it. You could change your voice to be way low, a.k.a. sound like an adult. It was the height of technology. You felt like you were from the future using that thing. It, it just slipped on like a, like a baseball mitt. It had the grips and stuff. And so all... And what was great is that the buttons were where your thumb was so when you slipped on the talk boy the microphone came out next to your thumb which would would extend out and retract um like an antenna and then your thumb that's where all of the record play all of the controls for the tape were right where the thumb was so i remember that was the toy that you really <laughs> wanted for Christmas. And so mom and dad were like, this toy is going to be really big. So at, they tried to get it really early instead of waiting for the last minute. Because, you know, the hottest toys always sell out. And that was before the internet. You couldn't do a pre-order. You couldn't have it sent to your house. You couldn't look at a hundred different stores at your convenience. You have a Google watch list alerts. You had to go to Toys R Us and stand outside in the elements maybe an hour before they even opened their doors. Push your way in and try to find the item that you were looking for. So... My question is, I'm sure that I wanted the Talk Boy specifically because I saw it in Home Alone 2. That's the only reason you would want it. Why else? What are you talking was about? Was the Talk Boy invented and then pimped of on the... Of course! Or was it available before No, the there is no chance. I've done zero research, but I can't imagine a world... No. I'm just saying. So you're saying... That Universal was in cahoots with, do you think it was Mattel, or who do you think made the Talk Boy? Talk Boy was manufactured by Tiger Electronics, which is a.k.a. Hasbro. Uh, so according to the internets, uh, the Talk Boy was originally conceived as a cassette recorder and player at, purely as a prop for the Home Alone 2 Lost in New York movie. Uh, the Tiger Company was commissioned to build the prop specifically for the movie. The company was then given permission. They're like, well, can we sell a retail version? 
and so they created a retail version. The first one was released in 1992, and it did not have all the functions that it had in the movie. So it did, and they started selling it before the movie was released. So the sales weren't very good. So they took it off and they waited till the movie released. They added all the bells and whistles that Kevin uses in the movie and they released it for Christmas in 1993. And it was bananas. Do you think Gwen Stefani would agree with that statement? <laughs> it's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I know for a fact that the talk boy was so popular, everyone at school had one. The teacher and had to make a statement because people were bringing their talk boys to school and would you know, record funny messages for each other and then would be playing them. And the school was just like, this is getting out of hand. This is like before cell phones, before texting, you know, it's like, okay, note passing was one thing. But if you have your talk boy out during class or at school, it was a problem. And so I believe there were many talk boys that were confiscated on on my campus at least i love that thing mom and dad did not let me bring my talk boy to school though because it could get broken well so the thing was was that was the thing that you wanted for christmas so mom and dad went and they were able to get one pretty early before christmas so they had it it was wrapped it was in a safe place and so one day i remember we all went to the swap meet because we were looking for something. I think dad wanted to buy a lawnmower and so he was going to get a used one. And there was a lady, a booth set up and this lady had all the hottest toys for Christmas and she was sell selling them brand new. And of course, front and center, she had a pile of talk boys. And so we- Which I believe Kevin McAllister was on the box. I mean, if he wasn't, what are you even doing? I... So, I remember we were, we were all looking at the lawnmowers. And then, where's Kara? I don't know. And we look over, and there's Kara by the Mountain of Talk Boys. And she is handing the woman the money. We're one week away from Christmas. Where, where did I get money, by the way? And she gave her the money, put it, lady, put it in a sack, and you, and you come Transaction back. Transaction complete. You come over, and mom's like, what just happened? And you're like, I got a talk boy. <laughs> and mom's like, it's one week before Christmas. And you're like, yeah. I like, didn't even connect to you at all. It was like, it was like the Ariana Grande song. I want it. I got it. <laughs> You can just, I can just give you the money. Oh my god! You give me the product, and this is the end of the transaction. Oh my gosh! So anyway, mom still had the receipt for the one she, you know, had to step over people to get. 
So she she returned the other one, but it was oh just like, goodness. oh my that god! That sounds like me. I don't even remember that. But I mean, this is '93. And what are we in 2020? Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't really remember that. Oh but. my god! So I found an article that said on Black Friday, one location sold 288 talk boys one day. So that just gives you a little bit of an idea of how much in demand those darn things were. Well, and you have to think of 1993, I mean, is like the peak of cassettes. Yeah. The Walkman. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody had one. So this is, it, it, it's a walk, it's a hybrid Walkman. It's a Walkman that you, like you said, you could listen to, you could, with your headphones, or it had the speaker, or you could record your own stuff. It's so fantastic. And they also made, um, <clears throat> a couple years later, uh, the Talk Girl. And it was the exact same thing, except instead of gray and black, it was purple and pink. Same functions, though. We, we, had, the, we had the original Talk Boy Deluxe, so. That's right. That's what we have. The OG. <laughs> uh... Speaking of Black Friday craziness, everyone, unless you were living under a rock, everyone remembers the mayhem of the Tickle Me Elmo. Oh my gosh. Tickle Me Elmo, the surprise hit. So, Tickle Me Elmo was a stuffed doll of the character Elmo from Sesame Street, and he had a little voice box inside him. That if you tickled him, he would laugh and vibrate because he was laughing so hard. That's it. It's just simplicity, just joyful, and it was huge. You could not get one. Again, brick and mortar, you had to wait outside in the elements for the store to open and then tear each other apart trying to get it. Um, So this was kind of at the dawning of the eBay. I was in school and I remember this girl talking to her friends behind me and she was so proud of herself that she was so smart and she goes yeah that's right I used all my money so where I would imagine it's babysitting money or a lemonade stand money because we did not have job jobs yet we weren't old enough this girl has been saving her money and she has Her entire life savings, she's made a very shrewd business decision in her mind. And she goes, yeah, I just bought an entire case of Tickle Me Elmo's off eBay. And her friends were so impressed. Oh, my God, you are so smart. Yeah, I'm going to sell them for four times the price. I'm going to make so much money. When does the shipment arrive? February 2nd. Okay. For those of you who are not familiar with the Roman calendar, the 12-month calendar, that would be way after Christmas and New Year's when no one cares anymore. Oh, my God. The height is over. Yeah. 
Nobody cares. So now you're going to be stuck with a case of gross of like, what is that, 12, 14? I don't know, with all the batteries wearing down. No, I don't think batteries are included. <laughs> I don't even think they're included. But the funny story about the Tickle Me In Elmo is I believe Grams got it before all the hype. I think she bought it in like October and just happened to see it at the commissary at the exchange uh, and was like, oh, this is cute. Oh, this looks new. I'm sure the grandkids would love this. And she bought it. And she's, she's a very savvy shopper. And then the mayhem happened and I think we opened it on Christmas and we were like, oh my gosh, how, where did you get it? Oh, I bought it months ago. Why? Is it popular? It's like, holy cow. And then the other one is the Tamagotchi. I have, and I, and you know, I'm not ashamed. I'm proud to say there's a photo of me and it's from a birthday party. It is a professional photo that I am proudly displaying my pink Tamagotchi in my hand which was on a keychain with a shirt that says, I love my beanie babies. Yes. And then it, my shirt is covered in beanie, beanie babies. Oh, photographs. Of photographs. But, but I am holding a Tamagotchi with a shirt that says, I heart beanie babies with, with my hair in a ponytail with the straight part <laughs> right down the center. Straight as an arrow. Oh my gosh! Smiling ear to ear. The, the Tamagotchi. I mean, talk about needy. I mean that thing. Well, and they had the, the original poop emojis. <laughs> Once, yeah. If you left it alone too long, the whole screen filled up with poop. It died. <laughs> Again, tell teaching these teaching children it's about the life. electronic egg or flower experiment yeah, if you left it alone too long and you didn't feed it and you didn't clean up the poop it died <laughs> and you well you had to take care of the egg for it to hatch yeah i mean again what an amazing piece of technology and it was in keychain form it was so tiny i mean it ha had a computer chip that yeah i mean we're talking about, again, it's a tiny egg that can fit on a keychain. I'm sure that that microchip was more powerful than what we sent, you know, the Apollo, the Apollo, you know, astronauts to the moon in. Didn't it make sounds, too? Yeah, it made alarm noises if, you were, if it needed something. So I would be trying to sleep at night, and at 2 in the morning... It would start beeping. Now, did it beep or did it chirp? I don't know. I was trying to sleep. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, is it time to get up for school? Oh, no, wait. No, it's just no I've got to feed my Tamagotchi. Oh, my gosh. It was like we were taking care of an animal. <laughs> like, if you took it away from us, it would die. And imagine the pain and anxiety of letting your little creature, oh. you'd have to start all over again. Yes. It was too much pressure. The 90s toys 
or integration of technology into toys. I mean, we're not just talking about where you spin the, like, spindle and it's like the arrow points to a count and goes moo, you know, or a cat goes meow, you know. I gotta say, that that toy holds up. You, it does. You give that to a little kid, it it will create the same joy now as it did the day it was invented. It just works. Now, what about the cow that's in the can? Where you tip it over with <laughs> Classic. Classic. It's Love just it. Like, it's just like snakes in a can. <laughs> you think that you're having some delicious peanut brittle. That's right. But uh, inside is it's, a venomous cobra. Yeah. It came straight for your face. Oh, my gosh. So I, I remember that I got one of those. I got the, the nuts in the can. So anyway, it's, you know, the spring-loaded snake in a can. And inside it has two pieces of something that rattle around to make you, if you picked up the can and you shook it, it sounded like, indeed, there were nuts inside. All you had to do was open the top. So, of course, I think that this is great because I'm little and I don't know anything. And so I've never seen this before. And I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Meanwhile, everyone else on the planet knows that this thing's a thousand years old. And they clearly are aware that, no, you're just trying to mess with me. And it's spring-loaded with fake snakes. Um, So somehow I found the only adult human in this world that also had never seen it before, had no clue, and with all the trust and na- na- naivete of a newborn deer, I, the day I bought this thing, and I had been spring-loading it, unloading it by myself to amuse me, and I go, I gotta try this on someone. So we had a friend from Sweden that was coming to America for the first time. We meet her at the airport. She's saying hello to everyone. Someone gave her flowers and I (laughs) hand her a jar of nuts. And I go, there, this is for you. And she looks at me so nice and she goes, I'm so sorry. I'm allergic to nuts. <laughs> and me thinking on my feet. I want the I still wanna play the prank. Unfazed, I say, no problem, I'll just eat them myself. And I open the can. <laughs> And the snakes popped out, and she screams in terror. <laughs> it was, I mean, worth the purchase price for eternity. <laughs> so great. That poor woman, every time she sees nuts in a store. For the rest of her life is By the way. By Welcome the way. to America. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more American than that? <laughs> <laughs>
that note, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. <laughs> this has been, I'm not complaining. I'm just asking. No nuts, please.